you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to direct your attention to verses 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 8. Paul said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. The word that is used in the original language is much stronger than that last phrase. It literally says, we are knocked down, but not knocked out. We're knocked down, but not knocked out. And everybody said amen. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about what the devil didn't count on. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. 23,000 people lined up for one of the most iconic and historic events in modern times. 26 miles stood between them and the finish line. They came from all over the world. All of the continents of the world were represented in this particular event. They came for one purpose, to run. To run not only from the beginning, but to the very end, to the last. They wanted to finish. Among them stood a 78-year-old man from Washington State named Bill Efrig. He was one of the elite runners that was participating in the race. This was his third Boston Marathon. He said that he was running a better time than he had run in any other race. The year before, it had been hot and muggy, and it had taken a toll on his body. But this year, it was cool, and everything was working right. He set out feeling good and I had set a pace that was going to improve my best time. He had looked out toward the end and that's where he ran. And he looked like he was set for another great finish. As he made the last turn, Bill Efrig had the finish line in sight. When all of a sudden, the unexpected happened. Five feet from where he ran, the first bomb exploded. He felt the repercussions from the explosion in his body. If you saw the video, you would see him wilt as if he had become a wet noodle. His body reacting to the sound and the percussions of the explosion He began to wilt and he said to one interviewer, I knew I was going down and there was nothing that I could do to stop myself. And down he went. Stunned and momentarily unconscious, 
when he finally regained his wits, he was dazed, but he realized that he wasn't dead. And when he rolled over and he looked at his body, all he could find was a scrape on his knee where there was a little blood flowing. And there, as he began to try to get his wits about him, a race official came to check on him and helped him get to his feet. And then Bill Efrick did what no one expected him to do. By the help of this official, Bill walked the last 12 to 14 feet to finish the race. When someone asked him after it was all over, why did you do that? This was his statement. After you've run 26 miles, you're not going to stop there. 12 feet from the finish line. After you've been at it that long and there's only that amount left, why not get up and finish? And so Bill is a modern day parable of a deep spiritual principle. Lying there stunned and baffled at what had happened. Unable to explain the moment. He regained his wits enough about him to realize I'm too close to give up now. I'm too near the end to stop at this point. I've done too much. I've worked too hard. I've come too far. I'm too close now to stop at this juncture. And though others, because of the disorientation that the bomb blast brought, did not finish, Bill Efrig said, I didn't start this thing to not finish. And so wobbly and weak, he made his way across the finish line. He had every reason in the world to give up. He was hurt. He didn't even know the extent of the damage. He said when the explosion happened, it was so loud and deafening that he couldn't even get his wits about him. And you could watch as the repercussions affected his body. This was not right. This should not have been happening. Who would have expected him to do what he did, but he did it anyway. He got up and he finished the race. You know, he's not the only one that's been knocked down in life by bomb blast and other things that have brought us to our knees. Paul knew something of the blast of life that can take somebody down. He had suffered from their devastating effects and he had been hurt by their influence on his life. He had been hated by others. The terroristic attack of those who wanted to destroy him had come oftentimes into his life. He was knocked down, but he said, you're not going to knock me out. I've come too far and I've lived through too much. I'm not turning back and I'm not going back. And so to the Corinthian church, he gave the key to life. But when you're knocked down, you have to get up and keep going. That when life deals you the severe blows that it often does, you cannot lay there in self-pity and wallow in your own self-centeredness. But you must realize there's something more important here than this. And that is that I finish what I started. 
And somebody said, Amen. There are a lot of things in life that can take us down. Things that can knock us off our feet. And things that cause our legs to buckle and bring us down. I don't have a list of them all, but I could name a few of the blasts that literally take our feet out from under us. Out of nowhere they come. It's the sudden shock wave of some unexpected trouble. It's the shock wave of some injury to our body or some loss in our family or some collapse in our life or perhaps the shock waves come from some attack or some failure or some report that you receive or some unexplained trial in life. They come, as the writer said, unexpected and unlooked for. But they knock us off our feet and they come to disrupt our life. The only reason the terrorists attacked our United States in the beginning was to try and disrupt our life and bring a sense of panic and fear into us so that we would lose our bearings and forget who we are. And it's no different in the spirit realm. There is an enemy and there is a spiritual terrorist that would terrorize every one of us this morning. And he comes slyly and he comes deceitfully and plants his evil work. But his purpose is simply to disrupt your life and to turn you from your purpose and to cause panic in your heart and to cause fear to choke the life out of you. But hear me this morning. The answer to every knockdown is a get up. Amen. And you cannot defeat a man that gets back up. No matter how many times he gets knocked down. And no matter what it is that knocks him down. I think God sent me here this morning to tell somebody that's been knocked down in life. That you need to get up and finish the race. There might be a lot of reasons why you should stay down. There may be a lot of things that are against you this morning. It might be easier for you just to fold your hands and say, I can't do this. But God sent a preacher into your life on this Sunday morning to tell you that you're better than that. And God has something better in mind for you. And you need to get up on your feet and get back in the race and finish what you started. Amen. Amen. He gets up and he finishes the race and he becomes the hero in my eyes. A man that's 78 years of age and could have easily made every reason not to do it. He said, you know what? I've come too far to not finish this thing. Life knocks us down, but we have to get up and get going again. There are many of you this morning that sit under the sound of my voice that's had your bomb blast. You've had things that have disrupted your life and torn things from you that were precious. But whatever has happened, hear this preacher today and understand 
I'm not here to preach you a sermon. I'm here to deliver you a message. The message is you got to get back up. I don't care what happened. I don't care what brought you down. I don't care what it is that brought you to your knees. You've got to realize I've got to get up. I've got to finish this thing because I'm too close to the end to not finish. I'm too near the end to not take it all the way. I've learned some things in life and I've learned this, that getting knocked down is not a problem of weak people. Getting knocked down is not a problem of people who are uncommitted and uninvolved. Bill Ettrick was a trained runner. By his own account, he has logged over 46,000 miles running. He's no novice. He's no amateur. He is no weakling. One of his other hobbies is mountain climbing. Marathon and mountain climbing. You don't do those two things and remain a weak person. If there was anybody that was capable of finishing the race, Bill Ettrick was capable of finishing. He was not a weak man, but he had been knocked down. And there are some men in this building today that are not weak men, but something has brought you down. Something has buckled your knees. Something has called you to fall in life. And God sent a preacher to tell you this morning that the answer to that is to get up and get back in the race and finish what you started. Come on, somebody clap your hands with me right now and praise Him. Hallelujah. I have learned that strong people can go down. Even the best people under pressure can come down. There are some blasts that no matter how you try, you cannot keep yourself up. No matter how hard you try, you cannot stay positive. They take the life out of you for a moment. But hear me, just as Bill Ettrick rolled over and realized that he wasn't dead... And if I'm not dead, I can finish. And you're not dead this morning. You might be wounded and you might have some blood on you and you might have some things that are broken, but you can still finish. You can get up and get your feet under you because God wants you to do that and God wants to help you do that. I've learned that not only strong people can be knocked down, but I've learned that good people can be leveled to the ground. The Bible said that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. We rejoice over that verse in Psalm, but you need to read the next verse. The next verse said, though he fall. A good man, fall. That doesn't sound like it goes together. Maybe a weak man or a bad man, but a good man going down, a good man falling... A good man stumbling and the psalmist said, yes, good men fall. Good men stumble. Good men have their legs taken out from under them. Good men have their senses knocked from them momentarily. But Bill said it, uh, 
Oh, yes, I'm too close to the end to give up now. You don't run 26 miles and then come 12 feet from the finish line and turn back or give up there. Somehow you've got to gather your wits about you and you've got to bring everything to, to, to your life. To, and you've got to say, you know what? It's not that far. I can do this and get up and go on in this race of life. Somebody said of Bill that he was a great guy, a great guy, always helpful. Good to hear that he's okay. Good men fall. Good men get knocked down. And I've also learned that good things happen to, 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 to good people and good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. I've seen that and so have you. I've also learned that you can be close to the end and something happened that disrupts your life. Close to the end. How close are we to the coming of the Lord? How close are we to the finish of this thing? How, if God could pull the curtains back this morning and He could show us the timeline and we could see the rapture of the church and all that's about to transpire compared to where we've come from, it's only a short distance. Surely we could get up and finish. Something happened in that moment of time to rock his world. But he got up. He got up and he finished. I came this morning as a helper. I came as one of those marathon officials came to build. I come to help get somebody back on their feet and tell you you got to finish. I came to tell somebody here this morning that no matter how stunned or confused or no matter how dazed or rattled or no matter how hurt you may be, you've got to get up because finishing is worthwhile. You'll never regret finishing, but you will regret quitting. Amen. You have to get up. You've got to get up now because everything depends on you finishing. I've learned this, that it's what happens to you when you get knocked down that makes the difference in your life. And some people, when they get knocked down, they get worse because they lay there in their self-pity and they lay there in their condition and think that nothing can ever change. There are others that get knocked down. They get better, but they don't get up. They get better, but they don't get up. And then there are those knocked down by life who not only get better, but they get up and they finish. This is really the only satisfying thing to do. You've come too far. Somebody say that with me. I've come too far. Say it again. I've come too far to let this, whatever this is, disrupt my life. Whatever kind of terrorist attack has happened in your spiritual life, I've come too far for this to stop me at this moment in my life. I don't care what has happened in your family. You've come too far to not bring this thing to the end. You've come too far to not see it all the way to the finish line. You've been through too much. Don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your tears. Don't let it be for naught by giving up. You don't have to go 
down always, you can rise again. And so Paul said to these Corinthian believers that were going through the trial of their life, let me give you a secret to life. You're knocked down, but you're not knocked out. So get back up. Amen. Somebody say get up. No matter what explosion has rocked your world, whatever it is that's knocked you off of your feet, there's a preacher here this morning that's trying to get to where you are and say, get up. Get up. You're better than that. You're a good man. You're a good woman. You, you, you're, a, you're not a bad person. You, you didn't ask for this necessarily. You didn't plan on it, but it happened. And so it is with life. So many things come unexpected. It was a psalmist who prayed this prayer in Psalms 41. And I read from the message translation, verse 10. He said, God, give grace and get me up on my feet and I will show them a thing or two. You know what the devil didn't count on? He didn't count on you coming to church this morning. He didn't count on you hearing a preacher preach like I'm preaching this morning. He didn't count on you feeling something stir inside of you instead of you laying in the condition that you're in that causes you to get up and say, you know what, I have to finish this thing. There's too much at stake for me not to go all the way. There's too much in the balance for me not to go all the way. I've got to get up and finish And God sent a preacher to you this morning to tell you that by God's grace and God's help, He can get you on your feet so that you can finish this race. Let's stand together.